All right. I'm sitting at home. But we had a nice little conversation with Copy Man, who's running up and down the I-70 right now. And he just came across 80. So he went basically Chicago to California, Bloomington, California, down, you know, 44, 40, and out that way. And then he saw some activity. And then he came back, the 15 to the 70. Now he's going across Colorado. So it kind of cuts in and out. I lose him a little bit here and there. But I had to do a little cutting out editing, but it's too bad because he said some really good stuff. Uh, DOT, day two inspection. That's for myself. I didn't see too much. Uh, I was coming back from Portland on day one, Iowa, Utah, West uh, uh, Wyoming. We're hitting it pretty good, not too heavy. Nebraska was hitting it pretty hard with the inspections, and Iowa was really hitting it hard. They were pulling people in, doing some serious class ones. So they're doing some inspections out there. Copy Man was on I-40 and the rest area just west of Flagstaff. They had opened up and were using that for inspections. That hasn't been opened up in years. So they're out there and about and, you know, try to stay safe drivers. We only got two more days of this. So, you know, watch out. They're looking for a low hanging fruit. Stay safe. And uh, let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish, right here. All right, here we go. We're in the day two of the DOT Blitz of 2019. I got Copy Man on the phone. Copy Man, see anything yeah. exciting this week? Well, I, I just get waved through because, you know, no low, no low hanging fruit here. I like that. I like that. I do a, I do a pre-trip, you know, and make sure our stuff is right. I do that all the time anyway, but especially this week, you don't want to be caught out there. I like that. With, uh, uh, violations. Get a letter. Plus, it's unsafe. Now, have you, uh, what, what, what places have you seen where they're really working it? Well, it's interesting. They have a lot of little spots that are never open, that are open all of a sudden. I saw a guy go right past the uh, one in Arizona, up just past Flagstaff when you're headed uh, westbound on the uh, 40. And, um, yeah, he got pulled over. They lit him up right away. You talking about the old scale or are you talking about the old rest area? The old rest area. The Ooh. roads are so bad. It's like you're going off-roading when you pull in. But they waved me through. They said, you know, the first guy said, if they don't pull you in, just keep going go back to the highway so I rolled through real slow and there was a little bit of traffic getting through but it was, you, you saw a guy try to bypass it yeah 
they, there was a truck in front of me that shot past the ex, the entrance and they lit him up right away. Oh man, talk about talk about a guaranteed way to get a class one inspection. Yeah, and probably a ticket for avoiding trying to avoid it. Right? I don't even know. Do they? Oh yeah, I don't know what the ticket is. I mean, I don't know if it's a, a you know if it's one ticket that's a general you know the you know if each state does their own thing on the ticket price or what. I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, but that poor guy probably rides that route all the time, and he's. Like, that place is never open. Why would they be? And doesn't know anything about it. I mean, the signs were pretty clear, though. Well, over in New Mexico, they they have that scale that's never open on the on the east side of New Mexico. Was that closed? Did you happen to notice when you went by? Or was I wasn't that driving that, that leg, so. Oh, one time, um, I, I've been driving 23 years, and it, that place is never open, the one in New Mexico on the east side. And one time, they had it open. And I almost passed it myself because I wasn't ready for it. And everybody right. went flying by it. And I was just like, are you kidding? I was like, oh, shit. And I had to I had to pull over at the last minute. You know, and there was quite a few people that actually bypassed it. It was kind of crazy. Right. They probably had plenty of squad cars to pull them all over, huh? I, they were I, probably stacked up on the other side. Well, in in hindsight, I think that actually was the plan. Huh. Yeah, I think they were more concerned with giving uh, giving out tickets for bypassing it than they were doing any kind of scaling or inspection. In fact, I highly doubt that the scale even worked. Right. Well, that rest area, they didn't have a scale, but they had teams of inspectors everywhere, and, um, you know, they had their rain gear. I just went by... Uh, we didn't go back that way, so that's why I didn't go through the New Mexico eastbound. But um, I'm, I went through uh, Utah right now, and they have a little section that has I've never seen open. I don't even know. I have like right there between Green River and um, and uh, Salinas. There's a little that little. It's just like a strip of asphalt. You know, it's I I guess it technically it's a. A scale that they built and they never put in, I think. Oh, is I don't that know the one? Seen that before? Is that the one where you know they? I mean? It's in the ground, and and they just yeah. come out and they hook up to it. No, it's it's like they built a scale and they just like, I don't know whether they ran out of funding or they just never like implemented the. You know, they have the road there, but they didn't ever ever put the equipment and or the people or, or the signs or anything. So they had temporary signs up, and I pulled in. Luckily, I was at lunchtime. They were all sitting around. There was a big cloud, like because it's a hot, sunny day in the desert, and and there was a big, giant cloud overhead that was making it shady. So they were sitting around eating lunch. I think they had just picked that time because it was cooler, and uh, nobody even was nobody even looked at me. I just rolled through and gave them every opportunity to pull me in for inspection, but they were. Um, Chowing down. So. I, I love it. I think that's perfect. You, your timing was just perfect. Well, I mean, I'm ready to be inspected too if I have to be. But I, you know. Well, you know, there's no there's no better way to improve your pre-trip than to get inspected and actually see what they're looking for. Right. That's you true. Know, you know, I mean, it, it's it, it'll, you know, like I myself, I haven't been inspected in years, so. You know, my my pre-trip is probably not as sharp as it could be, you know. But after you get inspected, you know, it's usually pretty sharp because you see exactly what the guy's looking for. 
Yeah, it's ironic that first uh, that first time I got inspected, and I got a perfect like passing, you know, and I got a an award for my company, which is like I, I didn't expect, but I'm like, I just, you know, had, happened to have perfect equipment, you know, whatever, and ironic, and and then then I got inspected a year later, and uh, you know, this DOT inspector found this tiny little the tiniest little air leak in one hose in the dolly, which wasn't affecting my air pressure at all or my braking ability at all. And uh, he took me out of service, and I got a letter. So, no, you're never going to get a perfect seal. You know, you know you're always going to have just a tiny little bit of air leaking from somewhere. It's especially when you're right. doing, you know, multiple pieces of equipment. But the funny thing is when you got the award for the, uh, you know, for the perfect uh, inspection, uh, I was, yeah. I must admit, I was a little surprised because I had never seen one. I had never seen yeah. one of those awards. You were my co-driver at the time and ever, no one had seen one. I was like, wow, it was pretty, pretty crazy, huh? Well, the funny thing is you, you would come in the break room and you said, Hey, I, I just got this award. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I thought you were joking. For what? Yeah. I'm like, cause you, you literally had just started I know. and I thought you were joking yeah. and I was like, yeah, whatever. And then you said, and then you held it to me and you're like, look, this is what I got. And I'm like, I said, wow, I've never seen one. And I think you thought I was joking. And uh, right. and I said, hey, did any of you guys ever got one of these? And, and nope, everybody in the yeah, room. I, know. Was like, I remember we we called Tim, and Tim was like, I, I've been here 20 years and never heard of anybody getting an award for passing a inspection up perfectly. Like that's crazy, you know? Like, yeah, no, none of us had ever even heard but, heard of you know, it. It was pretty they funny. Were, they were very quick to reprimand me for failing a pre-trip later. So, or not failing a pre-trip, but failing. That's the that was the reason for the letter. Is that I didn't do a proper pre-trip, which of course I did, you know. Of course, but the air, the air, the tiny little airline uh, leak. Because what copy man's talking about? If you get any kind of inspection or any kind of ding or any kind of negative thing, you know, uh, even a warning ticket, they give you a letter saying, "Hey, you shouldn't have done this, and you should have done better. You should have did a better pre-trip or something." And but generally it's not a big deal because you need I think you need like uh, three of them with for the same thing in nine months for you to have any issues and after nine months they drop off so it's usually not that big is a deal. Is it nine months? I thought it was three months. Uh, no, no, I think it's nine months. Hmm. I could be wrong, but I think but, I'm pretty sure it's. Well, nine what months. are the odds of you get doing the same exact thing? Oh, I, I would have three times in I would have any to, period of time. I would have to say for you, the odds of the same thing happening. You know, twice in in a year would be nearly impossible. Yeah. You know, I mean, unless it was some crazy fluke thing, much less, uh, you know, right. like five times or whatever it is. I doubt you'd get the same thing twice. You know, and if you did, because right. most of you know, you're going to get something like, um, you know, maybe you were doing sixty in a construction or something. And it's 55, you know, and the cop might give you a warning ticket or something like that. But, you know, those are easy to get. But generally, if you get something like that, they'll hold back and not give it to you if you if you just had one. They just want to, it's kind of like a way of just kind of tapping you down and saying, hey, whoa, whoa. Well, now, with the equipment we have now, the GPS and all the monitoring that they have on the trucks, they can tell a lot more about And you don't even have to get pulled over for it anymore. I got a letter the other week that was 
it wasn't a letter, a reprimand or anything. It was just telling me about like these incidences where I had gone through construction zones at uh, over six miles an hour over the posted speed limit. Speed limit, and it's it was nuts. It they actually posted that I went 67 miles an hour through Vegas through a construction, and I'm like, you can't. These trucks only go 62 miles an hour. First of all, <laughs> I was going to say so, it's relatively flat there. A, How'd you do that? I'm I must have had a huge tailwind. <laughs> like the gust of wind. I think that's crazy. Well, I know Verizon. I know Verizon isn't isn't your, one of your advertisers, but uh, you know, I got Verizon now, and it's like if I was still on my old carrier, I would be a dead zone all the way through this area. Uh, well, I, I don't. Uh, I don't. The I don't anticipate ever getting advertisers. I just do this for fun. Uh, I know, but, uh, but I still want to plug Verizon. They have the best cell service. Period. Uh, Jimmy Chow's blow up dolls. <laughs> what? Yeah, that'll be our, the, our dude. You weren't supposed to say anything about that. <laughs> First advertiser, Jimmy Chow's blow what up dolls. <laughs> you're crazy. Oh. See now you're just lost half your demographic. You're just you've just offended the sensibility. You're gonna cut that no, out, right? I'll leave it in. Truck drivers are yeah, I'll see how whatever, Oh, you should have seen the detour I went on yesterday. Did I tell you about that? Yeah, you did. Oh. Go ahead and What a nightmare. Um never stopped you from telling the story a good story again. Or 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 or, or uh, never stopped me from telling it multiple times. Whether it was a good story or not. Yeah, no, it was going eastbound <laughs> on, uh, on the 80 in Omaha. Had to get off. They, they had just shut it down. No warning. And I didn't have time to look at a map. And I vaguely know the the side roads around Omaha. And I hate doing a detour without looking at a map fresh. But I didn't have a choice because there was nowhere to pull over. So I grabbed the 680, which I had to run north. And then because the 680 shut down due to flooding, you know, as I was going that way, I thought, wow, look at that big lake. And then I realized, oh, no, that's not a lake. That's somebody's field. That's a farm. So I had to, you, then I had to get off at US 75 and run that north, which felt really weird because it was going the wrong direction. Then I had to run that up to um, US 30 and run that east, you know, which was kind of going the right direction. And then I ran that to 29 and then 29 down to the 680 again where it was you could get back on. And then 680 over to Iowa. So I got on, and I'm not sure exactly. Wherever the 680 hits, the 80 is where I got on it. And where I got off back was at the um, uh, was at the 28-mile marker over in Iowa. So I was on this thing for like an hour and a half. Luckily, um, you know, I didn't know that very well, but I, I called um, Sean, who is... Um, you know, Southpaw, and he knew that area really well, and so he told me, oh, yeah, watch out for this, watch out for that, and made it a lot easier for me to go that way because he knew the route, but I was just like, because he had done it recently, and I was just like, oh, God. Right. Just, just, just the assurance that, oh, yeah, I've been on that route before. He's just probably oh, put you at oh, absolutely. from where you absolutely. are. Even, even though yeah. the GPS is telling me that this is okay, it's still refreshing right. to hear it from somebody who... You know who knows the, the the equipment that I have and what I'm doing and how things are going, and then you know and then the funny part was I went through this town called Fort Calhoun, and when I went through Fort Calhoun there was a 25 mile an hour speed limit sign up, and then like three feet behind the cop or the sign was a cop sitting there waiting for people to come through so they they knew. Right. 
You know, luckily, um, where, well, what was the speed limit before that? I think it was like, it was, it was 45 and then it, within a couple hundred feet, it dropped to 35 and then it dropped to 25. Nice. And it, you know, when I first got on it, it started off as a four lane and then it started and then it worked its way down to a two lane. And when I was four lane, I was like, okay, I can, you know, if I have to, I can always flip around and do a UE or whatever if I absolutely had to, which is something I try not to do because it's, you know, you're very vulnerable. But then when it got down to two lane, I was like, oh, geez, now I'm committed. You know, I don't, wherever this goes, yeah. I got to go. And the sign that they, the sign that told me where to go was originally there when I first got off. And it said, take 75 to Blair and then go east. But it didn't. I thought they meant Blair, you know, like Blair Street or something. And then as I got closer, I was looking at the, the billboards and it said Blair, 15 miles. And I realized they didn't mean Blair Street. They meant the town of Blair. But right. I didn't know that because, well, I don't know that area. But but I yeah. must admit, you know, when you go through 80, and, and I've not gone that way many times around Omaha, but when you go up there, it's quite quite scenic up there. Oh, I've never been that way. Yeah, when you get up on the Iowa side, there's a lot of, you know, nice hills and bluffs and it's very green and... You know, a lot of trees, and, and I had no idea. All the years. So basically, you went around Omaha and, um, uh, what is it? Council uh, Bluffs. Council Bluffs? Yeah. Yeah. That whole, wonder why that was closed. Um, they were doing either, you know, construction or inspection or I don't know what, because what happened was usually they put the sign up saying, you know, two, three miles, road closed, or, you know, left lane closed or whatever. I literally came around the bend, and they were just putting the last barrels up to block the 80 off. And I was like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? I literally had no warning. And I, and I was like, oh, crap. So I grabbed the eight, I just grabbed the 680 North. I didn't, you know, I wasn't even sure if I was doing the right thing, because there was literally no signs out. Right. You know, and then not not being able to, to read the map. One time, I was up, when I first started driving... I, it was uh, at a big box, you know, you know, in a, I was in Pennsylvania and the road was closed. It was I-80 again. And they said, get off here. I did. I followed it. And there was no signs, no nothing, absolutely nothing. And they had me in these hills and I was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. So I pulled into this like shopping center. There was uh, a pizza place. I pulled into the pizza place and I said, hey. You know, I don't know how to get back to the to the interstate. Can you tell me? And I heard this, hey, hey, are you the truck driver? And I go, uh, yeah. There was like a group of like people, like six or seven people standing behind me. And uh, I said, yeah, why? What's what's going on? I thought they were upset because of the way I parked in the parking lot or something. I literally had been driving for like a week. I literally, I do nothing. I absolutely knew nothing at the time. And what happened was the lady goes you don't know how to get back to the interstate? And I go, no, ma'am. And I thought she was going to tell me. And she goes, well, we were following you. And I said, uh, I said, uh, I'm from California and I just started driving a truck this week. I really don't know anything about these mountains up here in Pennsylvania. And she goes, oh, and then the pizza guy told us how to get back to the highway. I was just like kind of shocked that, you know, 
they just kept be, you know the people kept following me you know and, and I had no idea what I was doing and what you from that point on you're just like intoxicated by the power of the big rig huh they follow you like sheep. oh they do but actually I, I think I, I think I think I was I think that they follow you right off a cliff I, mean, I think that moment did uh, influence me into something you know the fact that you know if you can pull over and look at the map before you follow the guy in front of you because he may not know where he's going a lot of times you yeah. know they'll put up the signage but sometimes they won't and it it brought you back on to I eighty in Iowa, you know where the where you come in from the right, and then there's that there's the left lane coming over from the left. You know, it brought you in on that left lane. You know, at okay. the mile marker twenty eight, that's where I, I got back on at, and I was like, it, "Oh yeah, I've seen that. I yeah, I know exactly." Yeah, that. I always wondered where that went. That's the six eighty split on the other side. Yeah, well, when I was doing. Westbound yeah, when side. I was doing that, I was like, I'm not really sure exactly where I'm at. And then when I got back on, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I know what I'm doing. Just before Shelby, Iowa? Yeah, just before Shelby. Yeah. So which I was just like, okay, this will work. I'm in Colorado right now. You know, um, the water is so high here. I've never seen it so high. And now it, it's raining and it's 80 degrees. And I think it, all the snow just melted up here. I've never seen the river so high, ever. It's like, you know how you see the high water mark on a river? I there is no high water mark. It's just, it's just, it must be making a new high water mark right now. Oh, are you in, are you in Glenwood Canyon yet? No, not yet. I don't. I suspect I might not even make it through there. I maybe de detoured or something onto the westbound side, right? Well, uh, that's why I was asking because a couple of years ago. Uh, what three, four years? The eastbound lanes are way lower than the westbound lanes. I know yeah, that. the the eastbound lanes were completely flooded, and the you yeah, you I'm couldn't even see them. They might be like that. Yeah, now. you couldn't even see them, and then the walkway that they have over there was completely flooded out. And like you said, they were they were deer, de, you know, they were detuning uh, people, and you know, and it was kind of hectic. Both lanes, both directions going on the westbound yeah, side. Yeah, but it's not like you could go th through there fast anyway. Right, but it is a lot higher than the eastbound lanes, right? Oh, oh yeah, I mean, the westbound lanes are much higher. I imagine that's why they built it. I imagine that's why they built it so much higher, yeah, right? The, uh, Just yeah, for that one week a year that the rest of it You was. know what? It's probably they, this week. I think it's this week. They, I, I half expect to be diverted to the westbound side and, you know, into a two-lane highway situation well, what they, on the westbound I side. Going east, I suspect you know? that they built it just the way they built it, and they just got lucky that they built one higher than the other. You know, ah, I don't know, lucky. I don't know about it's lucky. a government organization. That, this is so much higher. It's so much higher. They must know. Hey, this thing is either shut down all the year long, or, or for that whole week, or I wonder how much it costs per day to lose this uh, transportation corridor. Mm. I imagine there's a cost per hour for shutdowns. Mm -hmm. Like it's probably ridiculous well probably millions of dollars per yeah, the hour. area the copy man's talking about is glenwood canyon colorado and glenwood springs and it's a, a beautiful drive just a beautiful drive with the colorado river True. going right through the middle and in fact before you started driving i remember telling you that it was one of my favorite spots oh, and yeah. it would you know it'd be the one place you'd really enjoy oh i'm not there yet i'm i'm, I'm down here in um i just passed uh like 
rifle. Oh yeah, I'm still in the Pretty flatlands. Close. I'm still in the. Uh, yeah, I'm well, the nice thing about Glenwood is you got the twisty Colorado, you got the rail going through, you got a few tunnels that are yeah. really beautiful, you got, um, you know, and the road is is it's not a traditional road. It's, I guess you'd say it's elevated through most most of the way through there. It's 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 on. Well, the westbound lanes are really elevated. Yeah, what would you call it? It has to be. Yeah, what because... would you call it? Uh, uh, pyres or or almost like. Bridges, just straight bridges yeah. all the way. Yeah, it's through. almost yeah, There's it's just, almost like a like a bridge all the way through there, and it's like on, on, yeah, on top sides, of posts. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not. It has to be. Yeah. Because the canyon is so rough and so rock slides and such, and there's no, there is no cliff face to cut the road out on. They just literally had to make. There are some parts where the road goes along the, like the cliff, of the the face of the cliff there. Oh, the wherever. tunnel. Yeah. Most of it is. Most of it goes. Most of it goes where there was no ground. Basically, there's a river underneath you. Beautiful, beautiful. But, um, you know what I love? The Eisenhower, the Eisenhower uh, freeway, the corridor, the transportation corridor, like is uh, accounts for like a huge um, dollar amount of money. I'm sure the industries count on that for the that transportation corridor to get goods and services through. Um, from one side to the other, and it's probably, like I said, if every shutdown is probably at least hundreds of thousands of dollars per hour, if not millions of dollars per hour, but it costs companies and businesses when it's shut down. So they just they want to keep it open at all costs. You keep, you you can't bring hazardous material through the uh, through the Eisenhower Tunnel, so. All right, all the way through here, we had some bad audio because Copy Man was in a bad area over there in Colorado, so it was bleeding through, and we we're getting a lot of echo. But you know, for the you know for the most part, he's you know he's going through, he's not getting inspected, but he's seen quite a few places, and you know he's on his way back to Chicago. So we wish him the best. I'm at home, and I'm done for the day. So. Anyway, I hope everybody's having a great day, and sorry for the crappy audio today, but uh, it's just sometimes when I talk to my driver buddies and they're over the road, they're just not in the best location, so yeah, we do what we gotta do. So anyway, have a great day, and I'll talk to y'all later.